0: for the world. Book of Jeremiah chapter 6. Amen. The book of Jeremiah chapter 6. Amen. 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 Going with verse 16. Verse 16. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lot going on in this chapter. Prophecies of destruction, prophecies of God's wrath. But in the middle of all of it, God gives, He gives counsel, He gives anecdote for all of the destruction and judgment, all of the chaos. And here it is, he says, Thus saith the Lord. He says, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask the Lord, ask for the old paths. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Because the good way is the old path. And he says, once you find the old path, which is the good way, he says, walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop right there because the rest of it is negative. (laughs) Don't be like them. (laughs) Amen. Stand in the ways. He says, I want you to see it. I want you to look at all the pathways. I want you to look at all the options. I want you to look at all the variables and all the possibilities. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Look at all the possibilities of walking in this life and devotion and religion. And he says, I want you to ask for the old pathway. Want you to ask for it, seek God for it, Lord. The old pathway, which is the good way. When you find it, I want you to walk therein, and that's the way of rest. That's the way of peace with God. There's many people on many paths tonight. There's many people on many destinations, but there is an old pathway that God has set for us to walk in. And that's the, walk, that's the road I want to walk. Praise God. I said that's the road I want to walk. Anybody want to walk that road? Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your power. We thank you for baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I, uh, <laughs> where do I start? Oh, you may be seated. Bro. You can start with that, huh? Like, yeah, can we sit down? Amen. I, uh, you know, my child, my childhood wasn't, uh, it wasn't always crazy. Uh, there was mostly peaceful times, but uh, Any anybody have, Crazy family, just be honest you got crazy family members I mean we all come on, come on. every everybody's got that family member there if they even think about coming over you're like hide your stuff just just, just turn the lights off Only turn sh- sh- turn your phone off and, <laughs> and, uh, i had some I had some family uh that was that was involved in in gangs and a man and uh brethren here tonight and know what that's all about. And, and uh, man, I had some crazy family that was involved with the, with the street life and, and they had crazy friends. And, and I remember one of them come over to the house one day and uh, he, was, he, was a, he was a friend of the family. And he got out and I was, you know, I was just a kid. And I remember him. I was just kind of out in the front yard messing around. I remember him getting out one day, and he had, he had these crutches, and uh, he had this this kind of like makeshift cast on his leg. And, and uh, his name was Shane. They called him Crazy Shane, and he just just a wild man. And, and I remember I was just I was a kid. I remember him getting out, and you know he was he was a, he was a gangster. Y'all know gangsters. And uh, man, I was just a kid. He got out, and I remember his hat was just, you know, just crazy. And, and man, he looked at me. He was like, What's up, JP? And I'm like, What's going on, Shane? And he's hobbling around, and he's got this makeshift cast. And I, I said, What happened? He said, Man, I got shot last night. He said, Come over, look at this. And he was showing me the bullet holes in his car. And, and uh, one of the bullet holes went through the passenger side door, it went through the CD case, and, and it hit his leg. He was like, I got me a trophy. man, you crazy. You know, I, I got family that lived that life, and man, it, it's a crazy lifestyle. And, and, uh, and you know, I know Bakersfield, California, has got some crazies. <laughs> hey man, we got some crazies in Montana, but uh, uh, we come down, and, and man, beginning of August, and uh, it was unique because I uh, uh, I was on my way down here, and I'm like, man, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. and uh, But, you know, I didn't feel like praying. And the Lord said, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. I didn't feel like praying. And I felt like, I was like, man, we're going to be all right. And so we get down here, and I think we got down here on a, a Friday night. And, and then Saturday was, was good. And then uh, Saturday night, about 1130, me and my wife were in the apartment upstairs. And all of a sudden, I hear this, boom. And we look at each other. She's like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is this normal? And we hear it again, boom. I'm like, uh-oh, hey, hey. And uh, so I was like, oh, you know, just played it off. Went to bed, went to sleep. And, and that Sunday morning, well, I walk out and there's this big rock in front of the church door and I'm like man why did someone leave a rock right here and then I went over to my car and and there was a big rock by my car and I said man why does someone want to leave a rock by the car and then you know duh someone tried to break into your car last night somebody tried to break into the church and, and man they couldn't break it but that was the big booms were heard and, and of course it scratched up the door of the church and the window and you can see all this and I'm like oh boy welcome to Bakersfield here we go the devil's upset and so I'm thinking oh boy here we go you know spiritual warfare that things to getting ready to happen the devil's going he's coming at you you better just get ready and you know the devil he, when, he, when he comes at you he'll come at you in all different types of ways he'll attack your mind attack your body uh, he'll attack your family and I've learned when I'm out evangelizing, you just, you, you gotta be on guard because, uh, amen, the devil doesn't like taking defeat, praise the Lord. And uh, so the next week, man, we go, and of course, we have church, and amen, we come back around for another one, and, and uh, it was out there at the tent, and uh, man, a blowout service that Sunday night, and, and uh, man, wonderful presence of God, spirit of God, and, and uh, man, we come after that, man, it was time for fellowship, and we laughed, we had a wonderful time in Jordan. I'm like, man, all right, this is good, man. I ain't got too many devils to fight. You know, this is, man, having some revival, people getting the Holy Ghost and God's talking and God's moving. I just, I'm like, Lord, I want to stay right here in this little vein. And man, we, uh, after fellowship, after we talked everybody's ear off and, and uh, we went back up to the, to the room and, and, man, we still had a little bit of energy, so we were up and uh, and all of a sudden, my daughter, who is very, very calm, generally, she's very laid back, she's very uh, uh, just kind of chilled back, she's not really, uh, you know, she's just, she just kind of, like I said, like a daddy, you know, just she's just cool, yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, about 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30, she just burst screaming her head off, uh, just it set, seemed like she was in. A horrendous pain. I remember looking at my wife, hoping that it was going to end in just a few moments. But uh, after five, ten minutes, she's screaming to the top of her lungs, and uh, we thought maybe if we just feed her, nurse her, she's, she would be okay. And we tried that, and that didn't work. And we uh, tried tried uh, consoling her, all types of ways. And after about thirty minutes of crying hysterically to the top of her lungs, I'm I go into I go into spiritual warfare mode. I'm like, this is a devil. I'm looking at my wife, she's looking at me, I'm looking nervous, she's looking nervous. I'm thinking, man, God, what have I got myself into? I'm like, hey, I, man, I gotta, I'm thinking we gotta go to the hospital, we don't know what's wrong, this is not like her. Man, I just start rebuking everything, brother. I start rebuking the carpet. Man, I'm rebuking the paint off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but she, you know, I felt like it, you know. <laughs> what else could I rebuke? And I. And <laughs> After about forty-five minutes of her screaming, we, you know, at, at this particular time, she she wasn't feeding, she wasn't eating. So, uh, we ran out of options. I'm like, well, "Why don't we just try getting some formula?" And she she looked at me. And of course, we're screaming at the top of our lungs over her. And Prentice is running around. He's crying. This is almost two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Man, this is not good. My something's wrong with my little girl. Did we did we break her arm? Is she she's in pain?" And and you parents know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, "Man, I." I don't, I don't know what to do I'm praying and I'm like man it's hard it's hard let me tell you something it's hard to get a word when you got an infant screaming in your ear at the top of her lung it is, it is scientifically proven when a baby cries your blood pressure goes up and, and uh, so I'm let's get some formula okay well, where do we go I don't know everything's closed okay well I'm just gonna get in the car and start driving you start praying so I I just fire up the car and I'm just driving around. And so I get out here and I make a few turns and it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't know where I am. I'm hoping that I can find some formula and I'm like, man, where am I at? I don't know where I am. And I pull up at, uh, was it Fast fast Trip? Pull up the Fast Trip. About two o'clock in the morning. I see lights. I'm getting ready to text my wife. I found something. Oh. Oh. Uh oh. Why is she dressed like that? Why are they Why are they hanging out at the bus stop at this time now? Why is this gentleman stopped talking to them? Uh I've I've traveled. I've traveled. I I can understand the situation when I see it. I I seen the old cutlass with the 26-inch rims, and the gentleman behind the wheel wasn't a dictionary salesman. I could could deduce that. He was a salesman, but he wasn't selling dictionaries, and his hand hanging out the window, and all types of dreams, and all types of jewelry, and and the woman who was scantily clothed hanging outside of his car looked like they weren't going anywhere anytime soon. And there was addicts and there was druggies and there was gangsters and there was everybody there except church folk. Every parking spot was filled up and I could feel the apprehension. As I started to go, I saw six or seven gentlemen young young built athletic wiry young men uh red hat red shirt red shoes red belt and I'm thinking this is not a sunday choir <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh man these are these are these are gangsters right here and I said oh boy cuz Uh, I've got family that are gangsters, you remember, and I know know that if you see red and they see blue, it's probably going to be a confrontation. I've seen it with my own eyes before. And as I'm pulling up to the only parking spot, which was right in the front door, I look at me and I've got bright blue Nikes on. I got blue sweats on. And I got a blue shirt on. I didn't have time to lace my shoes, so it looks like I'm just a brother from the. This is why we tell you, you need to dress right when you go. Act like you got some place to go important, praise God. And as soon as I pulled up, I said, Lord, I'm in a predicament. And the Lord didn't say nothing back. And I see them as I pull up, three of them stop and they looked at my car and the leader with his hat cocked over here, mouth full of gold, gold watch, gold rings, gold teeth. I'm like, man, brother just shining. I was hoping that he was going to go right into the store and I could just be unnoticed but three or four of them stopped the other three went in and he stopped and he looked at my car as I'm pulling up I could hear him start talking and his chest puffed up and he walked over to my car and I said oh boy this is not good this is not good I don't know if this I mean you got three four guys coming to your car it's two o'clock in the morning Most of y'all would've just do it in reverse, but I needed something in that store. And so I open the door and I get out and he looks at me and he says, who in the blankety-blank are you? Uh, He says, "Hey, hey, get out here!" He said, "Who in the blankety blank is this?" And they're all looking. They start. I kind of said, "Uh-oh." Now I'm like, "Man, I'm gonna either have to swing on this guy, or I'm gonna run, or I'm gonna pray. It's gonna be one or the other." But I'm, I'm. This man is coming out me, and he's upset. And I just try to play it off. And I said, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he looked at the blue shirt, the blue shoes, and he said. Who in the blankety-blank are you? And how do you blankety-blank know me? Hey, get out here. Uh Uh-oh. And I said, oh boy, I'm in trouble. And so I just looked at him, I came up in his face, I said, in Jesus' name, I'm the preacher. He looked at me, he goes, you're the preacher? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's right. I said, I'm the preacher. He said, oh, you are? And he said, hey, hey. He said, he said you boys get out here. I want you to come and meet the preacher. <laughs> All of a sudden, they start coming out, and they start confessing sins, and- They start talking about how they need to get right with God and promises to be at church. I'm like, you going to be there? You better be there. He said, where are you preaching at? I said, I'm I'm preaching at the Pentecostal church. One of the young men looked, he said, I know where that's at. That's over by Jack in the Box. I said, that's right. When are you going to be there? Lord showed up. I said, "Yeah, that's right." I said, "When you gonna be there?" One of them said, "Man, you know, I need to come." He said, "Man, I've been." He said, "Man, I've been game banging for a long time." I said, "Well, you need to come to church, start banging for the Lord." Amen. By that time, I didn't care. So, uh, <laughs> so the head one, one Mister Gold Shiny Grill. He looked at me. He said, man, he said, the Pentecostal church. He said, I know about Pentecost. He said, you're the ones that don't watch TV. I said, that's right. I said, we're old school. We follow the old way. He said, there's a new school? He, he said, I said, I said, I said, yeah. He said, there's a new way? I said, yeah. I said, well, we're old school. You, you mean there's a new school? I said, yeah, but I said, we're old school. We're from the old ways. Amen. And I pray the church stays with the old ways. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. There are some things I pray in the church that never changes. Amen. I pray our gospel never changes. Amen. There's nothing wrong with our gospel. There's nothing wrong with our doctrine. Oh, hear me, please. Amen. He said, ask for the old past. Stand. Ask for the old way. There's nothing wrong with the way that we praise God and the way that we worship God. Amen. There are some things that never change. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost power in this place. Amen. For the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday and today and forever. I don't want God ever to change. But I want this old path and I want this old way. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. I know that we are living in a neo-Christian era. I know that it is popular to change old landmarks. But Solomon said, remove not the ancient landmarks. Amen. Don't even think about moving some things in this word of God. Amen. I want to tell you first that there are things in this book that good, godly men and women had lost their lives for. Amen. They had prayed the prayer meetings. They have shed the blood, sweat, and the tears. Amen. They have lost lives and they had lost opportunities. They had given lives of sacrificial offerings. Some had lived lives of poverty. And a, and a life of going without all, so that we could be handed uh, a pure, undefiled gospel. And I, for one, have made up in my mind uh, that I'm gonna stand uh, upon the old traditions uh, and the old gospel uh, and the old word of God. <clears throat> praise the name of the Lord. I remember uh, years ago, praise God. Uh, had uh, went down to Missouri in the dead middle of winter to go and visit family uh, on my way back. There come uh, a blizzard that hit. Uh, different parts of the United States, canceling flights, thousands of them. I I got all the way trying to get back home to get to work, uh, and uh, I got down to Salt Lake City, Utah, and I I remember uh, there, uh, there there was canceled flights. I remember uh, getting off of my flight, already knowing that my connecting flight had been canceled, 11 o'clock at night, icy cold, uh, deep dark uh, uh, winter time and I looked at all of the people, the defeat, the anger and frustration on their faces at the airport terminals. Flight after flight had been canceled. I went to the ticket booth. They gave me a voucher to go to the hotel and and I want you to stay here and they gave me some food vouchers and all of that and and I remember going to this uh, nice hotel. Uh, The kitchen was closed and I remember just going up to my room and I remember when I got there. I remember the Lord uh, starting to speak to me, and I remember him saying, uh, I want to speak to you. And I have never had anything happen like that. I got down and just kind of was minding my business, and, and I knew God was going to speak to me that night. I remember uh, when I went to sleep, I, I was in this trophy room, and it felt peaceful, and I felt the peace of God. I remember looking at uh, encasements and showcases of old Pentecostal women, people. Uh, that are unknown and men. Uh, I saw them—the uh, banjos and the guitars and, and their accordions—and I saw old Bibles at this old, uh, uh, lit up, uh, golden lit uh, trophy room. And I saw old Bibles and old shoes there, and old suits that they preached in, and old sacrificial offerings and old church accounts. And, and these were men that were unknown that had died for the gospel. When the gospel wasn't popular Amen, they died in Pentecost Amen, when it wasn't Attractive to speak in tongues uh, uh, When it wasn't attractive to dance Before God uh, uh, When they had to fight Amen, for their own lives uh, To be apostolic Jesus name Pentecostal I remember being enthralled by this display uh, And I remember uh, There was something that I just wanted to take For a personal memento And and, uh, there was nobody there and I reached to grab something that belonged to old Pentecost uh, and as I reached for it the God uh, of our uh, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to me and said you can't have that and I stopped uh, and I said God why can't I take this and the Lord spoke to me and said remove not uh, the ancient landmarks uh, which your fathers have set I want to tell you something there are some things in this book uh, amen and that our forefathers have set before us uh, that it is not in my power or my authority to start changing amen now is not the time to tell people that Acts two thirty eight uh, is not a necessity amen now is not the the time uh, to try to move ancient landmarks uh, and tell people they don't have to repent of their sins uh, they don't have to be baptized in Jesus name uh, or they don't have to get filled with the Holy Ghost uh, but Peter said on that day repent uh, and be baptized uh, every one of you uh, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of your sins Ooh. clap your hands unto the Lord It's an old pathway. It's an old pathway. And there will be those that bang upon the door of the church religious societies and doctrines of devils uh, religious spirits uh, of a new age in a new era uh, that will stand flat-footed in the face of the church uh, and call you legalistic uh, and call you closed-minded uh, and call you ignorant uh, but you call me whatever you want to call me uh, but i'm standing uh, on the old pathway. You mean there's a new way? Yeah. But we stand on the old paths. Hallelujah. Amen. God's word is an old path. There's people today, brother. There's so many versions of the word of God. I'm going to tell you something. There's so many demonic ideologies about God's word. Man, there's people today, they don't even value God's word. There's so many watered down versions. No, they don't know what to believe. We've got to a point amen that, that we don't even have to bring our Bibles to church and I'm not picking on anybody. I know there's Bible and electronic devices, whatever your, whatever, whatever your choice is, but uh, as long as you got a love for the word of God. <clears throat> <clears throat> because there's religion today, a man that is pulling, slowly pulling more of the word out of the church. When you stand and say, God, where's the old way? He's going to say my word. Isaiah 55 in verse 8 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Somebody say praise God. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Ready for this, for as the rain Cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth. Out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it. I'm telling you, when you grab a hold of the old pathways, it'll make you pick up your Bible and say, I've got something that accomplishes. I've got something that prospers in the last day. Woo. So why are you preaching like that? Because, amen, religion, religious spirits today will make you try to pick up every book but the Bible. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, I'm a man of library. I'm a man about books, amen. But at the end of the day, all I need is one book, amen. All I need is one book, and that is the word of God. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. A matter of fact, you'll be a fledgling Christian if you don't learn to pick up the word of God. Amen. Be not tossed in fruit to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Amen. By the cunning craftiness, by the slight of men. Amen. whereby they lie in wait to deceive you I'm going to tell you something there's a lot of false prophets on the land and there's a lot of false ideologies and there's a lot of voices amen and every voice in the world is not without significance or meaning Paul said and there's voices that are meaning to deceive you and disillusion you but I thank God for the church that stands on the old pathway and say I've got a word from God that is able to discern a false prophet that is able to discern. Hey Amen. I'm telling you. Hey Amen. I, man, I, 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 get, I get troubled about young men of my generation. Because I go to listening to some stuff and I'm like, man, what is this dude preaching? He's with 45 minutes. I ain't heard one scripture. You mean to tell me 66 books, thousands of scripture? It is written, Jesus said to the devil. Amen. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Listen, I'm not really worried about too many quotes uh, from men that have died. Uh, I want to hear a quote from the God that lives. Uh, Amen. Don't mistake me. I like quotations in history, but at the end of the day, it's God's word uh, that'll cause you to prosper. And it's part of the old path. Amen get a hold of god's word acts chapter 6 verse 7 and the bible says when the word of god increased you ready for this and the word of god increased and the number of disciples multiplied in jerusalem when the word of god increased the disciples multiply why because people they want to hear the word of god and you have a Neo-Christian era, Neo-Pentecost, that says, well, let's just try to sit down and psychoanalyze everybody, and, and everybody go get a psychology degree, and, and I'm not against that, and everybody go do this, and, and let's try to let's try to reason this man to death. And the Bible says, the word of God is a hammer that breaketh a rock into pieces. It's not my word like a fire. Jeremiah said, listen, I said, I'm not gonna speak anymore in his name. He said, but his word was in me like a fire. You know what this world needs? It's for the church to stand on the old pathway and say, we've got the word of God. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6. I'm taking way over my time, but that's all right. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse verse 5. Look at this. Keep therefore, verse 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgment. Everybody say the word. Even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land, whether you go to possess it. Moses said, Children of Israel, when you get in your land, I want you to teach the word of God. Some people get upset with me. They come with all these problems. I say, Get in the word, get in a Bible study. I'm struggling with this, get in a Bible study. Because I know the word can get in there, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen, I know God's word can get in your psyche, it can get in your life, and it can start breaking down stronghold. Amen, I tell them, get in the word of God. Behold, I have taught you what God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. Everybody say, do the same. Next verse. Look at this. Keep therefore and do them. Watch it now. For this is your wisdom and this is your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and an understanding people. God said it's my will that when you get into your land That you start teaching my word so that the lost and the undone can see that this is a wise and understanding people because they know the good book. Oh, hallelujah. But what happens when the world says it's not that important? You know what you do? You say, I know the Bible's old, and I know it may seem expired, and it may seem like it's archaic, but it's the old way, brother. I'm telling you, the word of God still works. Clap your hands unto the Lord. I'm telling you, this word still works. Oh, praise God. Amen. You know what else is on the old path? Our praise and our worship. Can I get an amen? I said our praise and our worship. Is still the old path, Amen. Look at Samuel, Second Samuel, chapter six, fourteen, Amen. And it reads, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Ain't that what it says? Whew. Now, now I know there's men today that are looked at dancing for the Lord like it's soft. Must I remind you, this man David cut a man's head off. You, you, you got to have some, you got to have some. Cut a man's head off. Elder, that wasn't enough. He took his head and was walking around with it. I'm cool with walking around with an iPhone. I mean, a hanky's good enough for me. I don't need. Sean got around after he'd been to war a few times and said, Saul has killed his thousands, but old David, he killed 10,000. Matter of fact, when it was time to build the house of God, God looked at David and said, you can't build my house. You done killed too many men. Let me tell you something. David was a man. And this man knew how to worship God. And the Bible says, when the Spirit of God moved into his arena, he took his robes off and he danced before God with all of his might. And there's voices coming into the church that's say you don't have to praise God like that you don't have to get crazy like that you don't have to be demonstrative like that you don't have to be expressive like that be quiet sit yourself down be still but I have come to stand in the house of God and say that it is a good thing to praise the Lord and to worship him oh clap your hands unto the Lord Hey, you're looking at a you looking at a man. You're looking at a preacher. I get mad, and I know people. I'm not I'm not ta- I'm not picking on people working and exhausted and tired, and, and I understand all that. But I get tired when I see the same people from service to service, stiff and dead and unmoved. And I go out to the sports world and I see these fans acting all crazy, jumping around, shouting, spending their checks on season tickets. And I come to the house of God and I see a man that refuses to worship God. And that's the first one that wants help. i tell you what David did when he needed help. Bible says that he worshiped God in front of King Akish that was ready to kill him and the Bible says his spittle went all over his face and he looked like a madman. I'm going to tell you something. This is an old pathway to worship God in spirit and in truth. And now I know, I know every service it ain't going to be a as Brother Marks would say a huck and buck. I know it ain't going to be a, hey amen, I know it ain't, it ain't going to be a, a shout down all the time, but I'm telling you, I get nervous with people every once in a while that don't let it loose because I see a man that danced before God with all of his might. And the Bible, Psalm 150, that old famous song, praise him in the timbre and the dance. Praise him with the sounding instruments and the organs and the string instruments. Praise him with the cymbals. Amen. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. You want to know why we lift up our voices? You want to know why we lift up our hands without wrath and doubting? You want to know why we shout sometimes when we don't feel like it? Because it's part of the old pathway and I'm not going to let some new age spirit try to shut me down. I'm not going to let a new school era trying to quiet me in the house of God. Watch this. How many of y'all have ever been asleep and felt something come in the room and trying to close your mouth? Raise your hands. Come on, raise them up. Look at all this. It happens everywhere I go it even happens to people out in the world that ain't even serving God because that's what the devil wants he wants the church quiet he wants the world to get loud but I refuse to be quiet God has given me grace I'm going to shout God has given me mercy I'm going to dance God has given me a new life I'm going to run in the house of God praise God Man, you may be seated to get finished up here. Somebody say, Oh path I'm telling you, brother. I'm telling you. Hey, listen. First Pentecostal Church. You know when you go to a conference, the very first night, you ought to tear that thing up. You ought to just, just get out there. You say, well, I ain't feeling it yet. That's all right. You ought to tear that thing up. Because I've been to places where, man, it didn't even get cranked until the last service. Amen, and I'm saying, no, we got to get this thing started now because I've learned when you start worshiping God and you start showing zeal, God will start moving. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say the old path. People, let me tell you something. They'll try to rehash all of this. And they'll try to neutralize the scripture and say, well, you know, that was... Ah, that was Old Testament, and pre-prophetic era. and That was the old vow, the old covenant. You no, know, there's some things that still please God. Amen. What about prayer? Prayer is an old path. Prayer is an old path. You say, why are you preaching about that? I'm preaching about that because I'm going places, brother. Watch it. Listen. And the pathway of prayer is trying to be pushed out by other things. You, you start listening. Start talking to some of these old elders. And they could tell you about prayer meetings that used to take place before church. I was reading about some of the forefathers of the Constitution. And uh, one article said that the men... On the Bill of Rights and all that, the Constitution, they had a two-hour prayer meeting before they signed anything. I'll tell you, this country was built on prayer. Do your history work. See, but, but they, want, they don't want you to know that. They want to expose every little infraction of all these great men that built a country and make you fall in disbelief and distrust with this country. But I'm going to tell you something. This this country was built upon the word of God. And this country was built upon prayer. And the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I'm telling you, prayer is an old pathway. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Amen. Coming to a close shortly. Amen. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain, God says, and I will make them joyful. Where? I'll make them joyful. Where? Amen. In my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. And there are religion and there are ideologies today that want to turn the houses of God into a house of entertainment into a house of a den of thieves, amen there's there's religious ideologies and philosophies, you ready for this, they want to turn God's house into a house of philosophy but God said, if my house is going to be identified with anything it won't be a house of entertainment amen, it won't be a house of of all of this other philosophy he said, I want my house to be called a house of prayer. House of prayer. Well, you know, it's just it ain't as fun to pray. I know it's a trial. I know it's a challenge at times, but I'm going to tell you something. Prayer still works. And we are some of the last ones that still even hold prayer meetings. Back in the day, a lot of people used to hold prayer meetings. I never forget one day, brother. Hey Amen. I was, I got done preaching somewhere and it was Monday morning and I had to get on the road and had quite a drive and I stopped at this gas station. And man, it was about seven o'clock in the morning, construction workers and road workers and everybody getting coffee and getting burritos and getting all types of stuff. Everybody going to work and, and man, it was, it was one of those Monday mornings and people getting gas and getting these big gulps and getting chips and drinks and man. It was a lot of, a lot of, hey man, yeah, a lot of bellies in there, praise God. <laughs> and, and, and I remember, I'm getting my stuff and, and I'm just kind of doing my thing and it was kind of like at a cold time in my life and I, my devotions could have been a lot better and, and my zeal could have been a lot better. And God, what's, what's, what what am I missing? What am I missing? And I'll never forget going out and I got, I got drinks and I got chips and snacks and, and I'm going out to my car and I look up and there's a Middle Eastern man. Uh, there underneath the tree in the grass and he's got that prayer mat out and I see him bowing and I see him praying. He wasn't intimidated by the workers and people that didn't understand him and and I just stood there in a gaze and and I looked and stupefied by this man's passion and by this man's zeal and the Lord tapped me on the shoulder. He said, that's what I'm looking for. I want to tell you something. Prayer still works. Prayer still affects the heart of God. Prayer still pulls God's power and God's presence amen I know it sounds old and I know it sounds expired but prayer still works hallelujah clap your hands unto the Lord let me wrap this up let me wrap this up amen Galatians chapter 1-8 Though we are an angel from heaven, I preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed praise God I remember man one time he man i was I was preaching come down and this man was man he very finely dressed I mean from head to toe trench coat I mean he just looked the epitome of, of wealth and uh, it was this conference a bunch of people there and he come and he pulled me to the side he wanted to talk to me he said he, said, uh, he introduced himself told me who he was told me the, the company that he ran multi-millionaire and he said hey he said if if you will just learn to calm down a little bit and not be so passionate about all of this and, and if just tone it down a little bit and let me work with you for a year he said in, in a year's time he said I can have you on your own Learjet and I, I didn't even I didn't even give him my phone number because I'm not interested in toning this thing down. I, I'm not interested in toning down the gospel. I'm not interested in turning, toning down prayer and turning around our passion. Amen. This thing was handed to us in zeal and purity. Amen. It was an old way. And people try to say, why don't you just change it a little bit and just calm down for the name of Jesus Christ. And I say, I can't calm down. I Refuse. Let me wrap this up. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one. I would to God you can bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste version, amen, to Christ. Somebody say holiness, holiness, separation, and purity. Amen. He said, y'all the ones that don't believe in television. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because we believe there are things that are wrong to watch. Come on, somebody. Hey, because God said, I need a holy people that will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. David said, I will set no wicked thing behind, before my eyes. And I'm telling you, amen, there's spirits trying to creep in the church and and they come under the guise of comedy. They come under the, they come under the disguise of of jovial laughter and lightheartedness. But the Bible says, try the spirits and see whether they be of God. And I say, "Mm, I don't know about this. You see, I, I want to know, I know that phones are here to stay. And I know the internet world is here to stay. But I say, this is what I say, I see a calf that was erected while Moses was on the mountain. And they came down and Moses was so angry, God was so angry at the image that was built. And I had, a, I had to pray because I know my discipline, but I've got children. And I said, God, what do you think about all of this? And I went on a prayer meeting to figure out what God said. You see, I can't take man's advice. I got to go pray about some things. And the Bible says, you ready for this? When Moses came off the mountain, here's what Moses is Response to the idol was the Bible says, first he put the fire to it, and then the Bible says he stumped on it, and then the Bible says he crushed it into fine dust, and the Bible says then he threw it in some water. And so, I started putting the fire to this thing, I started praying about this right here. Because, in case you hadn't paid attention, there's a lot of images. And there's a lot of devotion to this thing. And there's a lot of focus and there's a lot of worship to this thing. And you gotta put the fire to it, meaning you better pray about some things. And then you better stamp on it, means you gotta have the dominion over this thing. And when you crush this thing, to find detail. That means this thing shouldn't be part of your life all the time. But it's just a fine detail of your life. And when you finally throw it in water, it means this thing better be pure. And what I've deduced now, I'm, 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 I apologize if I'm in territory I ought not be in, but what I've deduced, you ready for this? Business. family connections and relationships within reason and education. That's me. The reason why that is and musician you come to. I'm coming to a close here. And the reason why that is brother, is because Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 30. Get that on the screen, Deuteronomy 12 verse 30. Just hear me out. Let's go help somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 30. Take heed to thyself. Somebody say me. He said, take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that, they be destroyed from before thee. He's talking about when you go into the world, you take heed to thyself that you be not snared after following them after they be destroyed from before thee and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods even so will I do likewise. You say, what's this all about? This is about come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And he said, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Let's stand to our feet right now. Feel the Holy Ghost. You mean there's a new way? Oh yeah. There's some new ways. Oh God. You know what makes our gospel attractive? It's our refusal to be like the rest of the world. told them when you see their idols and their idols have gold and silver on them he said don't desire to take the gold and silver off their idols because their idols they would build their idols and their idols would look like men and look like women and God said no the only thing I want you to worship is me and I see a world ready for this a world that is so induced by the image of man people start acting like the world. I mean, you ever been at the grocery store and just see a girl walk by and her head shaved off purple? Just you, you say, where'd she get that from? She saw it. People dress the way they dress, act the way they act, speak the way they speak because the power of imagery I like what that old gangster said. There are some old things he heard from somewhere, Brother Brock. He said, you mean there's a new way? I said, oh yeah, there's some new stuff out there. But I still want to hold on to the old pathway. Abstain from fleshly lust at war against the soul. Abstain, he said. Flee from idolatry. The world is captivated by idols, by the imagery, by the screen, by the moving picture, and I'm feel the Holy Ghost moving. Oh, hallelujah, the old ways and the old pathways. Old pathways. I remember going to those old saints' houses and after dinner, it was like common thread after dinner, people just find a place to pray. Say, man, what's everybody doing? And they would just pray for a little bit. I remember so blows my mind as a young person. i would be at an Old Saint's house, and right in the middle of a conversation, Pastor Bradford, he just fall down and just start praying. I just see his face just hit a pillow. Just what is he doing? He's just praying. There's some old, there's some old ways that still work, brother. And I know they don't look as polished don't get me wrong, I'm all about new methods and I'm all about new strategy but there's some things I refuse to move, friend I refuse to move Acts 2.38 I refuse to move holiness and separation, I refuse to move our doctrine I refuse so there I was preaching one day in this very, very astute Scholar, Middle Eastern man. He came up to me. Very, very, very intelligent. Spoke several different languages. I was preaching about the oneness of God. And um, he looked at me. He said, You Christians, you Christians, you Christians. He said, you've got it all wrong. He said, you've got it all wrong. And I said, how's that, chief? He said, the reason why you've got it all wrong is because you believe in three gods. I said, let me stop you right there, chief. For there is one Lord and there's one faith and there's one baptism and I looked at him, I said no I said I believe in one God I said you are looking at a people that believe in the one true and only God and I said hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and I said do you know the Lord's name and he said oh yes he started to say another name I said no you know the Lord's name there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we me must be saved. And he said, Jesus. I said, that's right. And I said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And I said, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of Of the Godhead bodily. I said, no, you got it wrong. I said, we got it right. Because the old way claims his name. You say, why are you preaching like that, Brother Pornetster? Because there's ideologies flowing through churches saying, it doesn't matter how you look at him. The Bible says repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the name of Jesus is the name of the Father. The name of Jesus is the name of the Son. And the name of Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. And I love this gospel. And I love our tradition. And I love this old pathway. And in a time of darkness, I'm going to stand and say, God, show us the old paths that we can rest and be at peace. Lift up your hands now. I feel the Lord and his holy angels present in this tabernacle. I feel the Lord is present to strengthen, is present to give virtue and to give strength, whatever you need. There's people in here that are being bound by sin sin has got dominion over you there's people here that are bound by thoughts and suicide and pride and arrogance but tonight God is standing here saying that if you will come and pray and if you will lift up your hands unto me and you will surrender your will I will fill you with my spirit and I will break the chains of darkness out of your life come on anybody need a healing anybody need a touch from God As they begin to sing, I want you to come and pray. I invite you to come and stand in the way and ask for the old paths and walk with God until you get to eternity.